Hi, I'm Andrea Atkinson and I'm the art teacher here at the King School. And uh, we only have 40 minutes and I don't know how to pack everything into 40 minutes that is in my heart. So I've got it kind of um, chiseled down to, uh, to a few points that I want to touch on. And uh, I've got a handout for you that will fill in a lot of blanks, hopefully. Now, um, some of those things may not be necessary for you because um, it's not why you're here. But uh, there may be some things that are helpful. But what I would like to do is, uh, first of all, I'm going to pray and just invite the Holy Spirit because He knows what each of us needs and what, what you are really needing to hear from Him. And so I want to make sure that He is the one that chooses the, the focus of our time together. So I'm just going to pray. So Father, I just want to thank you in the name of Jesus for this incredible privilege of being here together and hearing what is on your heart. And so Lord, I pray that you would direct me to speak I pray, Father, that the questions would arise that you want answered. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would be teaching each one of us, Lord, uh, including those who listen to this online. Father God, would you be our teacher and would you inspire us to do uh, in the kingdom what you have for us to do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Okay, so I want to give you a very quick overview of what, what my journey has been because it's very much a journey. Um, so when I was um, uh, in 2010, my family moved back to Manitoba, having lived in BC for 20 years and then six months in, in Mexico. When we came back, my husband couldn't find work, and so it appeared to me that I might have to go back to teaching, which I hadn't done. I'd been homeschooling my kids for 15 years and, uh, and had only had about three years in the public school system teaching elementary school. My major in university was uh, elementary music and French. Now, when, I, when we moved back to Winnipeg, my husband, as I said, was uh, not able to find work, and so I put my application in at uh, the King's School, because my resume, rather, there was no job opening, um, because I had had some association with the King's School once. We did a track and field day together when I was teaching at a different school here in the city. Anyway, then my husband found work, and that was the end of that. And then one day, uh, a couple of months later, I was reading my Bible uh, and came upon the parable of the talents. And I was really, really puzzled because it said to, so clearly that even the one talent guy uh, should have developed his talent. I always thought of myself as kind of a one talent person. And uh, I had thought at some point in my life, when, right after um, graduating from high school, that maybe I should you know, do something with my art and uh, study fine arts, but I was quickly redirected to do something more useful. And so that was the end of that. Uh, beyond that, I did you know, a little drawing here and there, but not very much. And, um, and so I was looking at this parable, and I felt like God was convicting me that I hadn't done anything with art. And so I said, well, Lord, if, if this is really a priority for you, if I really need to raise this on my priority level, because I'm busy with homeschooling, I don't have time for doing art myself. Now, you know, I can teach it to my kids a little bit, but that's about it. And so I left it at that. And within two weeks, I received a phone call from the King's School, who had had my, ref my, um, um, my resume, 
um, which indicated that I might be interested in teaching an elementary class and that my major is music and French. And they inexplicably offered me a job to come in for an interview for a job to teach high school art and English. I mean, two diametrically opposed uh, positions. And uh, I was terrified. But immediately the Holy Spirit brought back to my remembrance that I had put this before him. And uh, I looked, I, I, I'm, I'm going, what, what do I do? My husband had already gone back to BC to work there. I was alone. My kids were at home. I was homeschooling them. And um, I looked over on my dresser, and there was a book um, with its back up and the title page uh, toward me. And it said, if you want to walk on water, you have to get out of the boat. And it was like the Holy Spirit uh, infused me with the certainty that he was calling me. He was giving me the opportunity to walk on water. And so I went, okay, I'll do it. And a very scary thing, because all I knew to do at that point in my artistic career is pencil drawing. I had done a few charcoal drawings. I mean a few, like you could count them on one hand. And I had done a, a few, like on one hand, um, pastel, uh, chalk pastel drawings. It was incredibly terrifying. I, they hired me to teach grade 7 to 12 art, and I knew nothing other than those. Well, you can't just do pencil and chalk pastel and charcoal. So it was a bumpy ride, to say the least. Uh, as I stepped into that position and began to have to find out all kinds of different media, I went to YouTube University and uh, very, very quickly stayed like one step ahead of the kids and, uh, and started to develop skills in a variety of media. Now we do everything from uh, pencil drawing, chalk, chalk pastel, mosaic, acrylic painting, watercolor, pen and ink, uh, clay, we do pottery, I've learned how to do pottery, and um, sculpting, I mean many, many print printmaking, uh, all kinds of different media. and um, and. I am just amazed at how God has, uh, has built my skills in just saying yes to this opportunity that was incredibly scary. So it wasn't like he'll call you once you're equipped. Sometimes he'll equip you once you've answered the call. So um, that was the beginning. Now, when I began teaching here, um, God gave me a very clear mandate. And I won't even go into how clear uh, that was. Just trust me that it was a very clear mandate to equip students here to create art with a message from him. Now, I didn't even know uh, what that was all about. Never heard of prophetic art. Um, but it became clear to me that there is something more meaningful than just creating a pretty picture to put on a wall that God has in his heart for art. And, uh, and so with that in mind, I set, uh, I set to work. And I began to experiment a little bit with uh, creating things that actually meant something from the Lord. And uh, backtracking a little bit to 1990-something, I forget when, 1995 maybe, um, there was a young man who prayed for me in our church in Burnaby because I asked him to. I wanted to see pictures while I'm praying so that I have some direction for prayer. He prayed for me, and from, the, from that day on, God began to speak to me in pictures when I was praying for people. And when I'm hearing other people pray, and, some, and as I'm reading scripture, he shows me things in pictures that direct what his will is in conformity with the scripture that I'm reading. So it's always filtered through the word. And that's how I began to then set out to paint the things that God was showing me. 
Now, I want to go over a few things that are um, kind of the scope, and you, this is on your paper, uh, th because there's different kinds of art that can be done for God. So I've titled this workshop Kingdom Art because it's not just prophetic art. Just as a, uh, to put out there, what's your experience been, because uh, we're a small group, this is one of our questions that we're going to ask, but we're already a small group, so we may as well just keep it together. Um, what have you done in the way of art in church? Has that been part of your experience, or are you here strictly out of curiosity? To maybe start. I haven't done any art within the context of the church other than music. Okay. Um, I'm artistic and visual arts as well, but that's just been my own personal stuff. It's not been okay. Enjoyed. Okay, that's exciting to hear. I'm I'm glad that you're here because that's exactly the kind of person that I want to be addressing. How about you? I have um, gotten the children in our children's church to draw pictures, like to sit and think about scriptures or worship songs and what is the Lord saying to them through it and try to draw it yeah. and draw it alongside with them and there's just been some really awesome things that have come out of that <laughs> which my kids are part of as well so I see that. that's, that's wonderful well. yeah and oftentimes kids are e they have an easier time to hear because they're not obstructed with, oh no, that'll make so-and-so think this, and they're not distracted by uh, what will people think and how well am I doing, mm -hmm. right? So that's, uh, that's really cool. How about in, at your church? Um, same, I haven't really drawn anything for the kingdom, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I've drawn for, for fun. Yeah. So, but yeah, for learning. Yeah. And how about you? Well, I've never done like in church, but like sometimes I do like I'll make um, things for my friends or like for different people that like from my heart like waterfalls, and I do like a verse or yeah. something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay, that's really good to hear, Jan. How about you? Well, I, mean, I have done art on and off just because I've been teaching, right? Yeah. So I've done that and done it in the church, and then this year um, I did pouring art. Um, I saw it done at Calvary yeah. Chapel, and yeah. I just watched the video, and so I made quite a few pouring arts, but I, but I always prayed first, got yes. a scripture for the people, yeah. got yeah. what I, I felt like the Lord was wanting to say to try to do the pouring art in that vein, um, like for friends of ours are starting ship ministry, you know them, and, and so it, just, it was like all those colors that yeah. we see from a ship. Yeah. And then the thing was, you know, go into all the world. Yeah. And they're, they're going to be going into all the world. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and that, that happens to And so I, that's what I've done. I've done a whole bunch. Yeah. I did, I think, six of them in Mexico through the mission. And then I did uh, four of them here. One for my daughter and three for my granddaughter. And, and my granddaughter helped. I taught her how to do it. That's wonderful. And, yeah. Actually, there's a really cool dynamic that um, that happens when you're doing abstract art. Mm -hmm. Something that's it's, we call it non-representational art. Right. Now, I want to show you a quick slideshow of a few. Uh, a few samples that will explain what I mean by the various scopes. So when I say on here, I think what we'll do, rather than breaking up into, um, into groups, because there's not really any point, um, let's just, if you have a question, 
please ask it. If there's something that, that causes you to think, oh, that, I wonder what, uh, what could be done about this, please ask that question and then we will redirect towards that. I'm just going to try to touch on uh, a number of bases so that hopefully I will be able to give you what is going to be most beneficial for you. Okay, so I'm going to turn one of these off and see how that is. Is that pretty good? Um, And then if you need a pencil, if you want to write anything down and you don't have a writing utensil, there are some pencils here. Okay, so um, there's all different kinds of uh, spiritual art that can be done. So art in the kingdom is... uh, incorporates everything from just drawing for the beauty of drawing and creating something that's beautiful because God is a God of beauty. He created, cre- he made creation to be beautiful from flowers to birds to fish to even the intricacies of an eye. I've got a slideshow that's strictly animal eyes and they're unbelievable uh, in their variety. I mean, God is so full of beauty. So that is a completely valid reason for doing art, just to beautify our environment. Um, but there's many more. There's much, much more. And I'm so thankful, actually, that I didn't go to university to study fine arts because it's very polluted. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's taken a course towards the dark side of humanity. A lot of it is simply to break... Uh, barriers that should not be broken. I was at the university for a, for a teacher's conference one one year, and I met this young woman, and she and I asked her if she could direct me to where clay sculpting takes place. And uh, in the con, in a, in, on our on our journey there, I asked her what she does, and she does oh, I do erotic readings. So she goes into public places to do uh, to do that as a, as an expression of creativity, and it just underscored for me how. Uh, lost um, arts have has become in in our world in our culture. Um, so anyway, without further digression on that score, there's so much that God wants to do through art. There are whole uncharted realms of truth that can be put into picture form because when you see a picture, it it bypasses the brain. It bypasses your conscious logical thinking and bang, it can hit your heart. And you can look at something and be broken. I had, a stu- I had uh, the parents of a student come in here uh, recently when I was just finishing up the lion picture. And, uh, and she burst into tears because she had been struggling um, and, uh, you know, without getting into it, but that the picture of the lion has come back to her over and over again. She was um, comforted by that picture. And so there's something that can happen that uh, an hour of counseling can't achieve. And, um, and so there's just powerful truths that are put in, when, that enter the heart in pictorial form. And especially when you keep it up on the wall, you're continually reminded, uh, as opposed to tucking it away in your journal where you may not read it again for a long time. And then it doesn't actually become part of that renewing presence of the Holy Spirit. I believe that art is something that God wants to use in the kingdom mm-hmm. to empower people, to, to find... Uh, it's, a, it's a new route into the heart for the Holy Spirit to powerfully impact. Uh, and I think it's been completely undervalued and underused in the, in the church. Now, um, so there's... Uh, illustration of scripture and I've got um, uh, let's see there's a, there's a few that, I, that I've done that are strictly the illustration of scripture uh, I'm going to show you a few of those okay so there's the picture of the, the boat that caused me to 
Uh, to do it. Okay, so dividing this up into uh, into uh, several different categories, there's worship art, where you can create something abstract, where you're not even thinking about what you're doing, and you're just in uh, praying and uh, worshiping the Lord. And as you're doing it, the paint goes on the canvas, and you begin to create something that, when you look at it, like this is a piece that I did um, a number of years ago, and. Uh, and it depends on how you turn it. It can have it, it impacts on several different levels, and uh, and it was just an experimental piece. But there is there are things that that minister out of something that's abstract that sometimes a, an, a picture of reality doesn't touch on. Here's another one. This one I did at a conference, and as I was painting it, I I, I had prepared a textured canvas uh, without giving it much thought. Um, but as I was painting colors onto it, I saw an altar appear here, and I saw fire, and then water flowing from heaven um, upon the rocks. And um, and there was just it was an amazing experience of realizing that as I'm painting, God is revealing things to me and revealing things to those that were watching. Um, there is creating art with a message for individuals. Um, what I do a lot of the time is I take a little art bag to church and in it I have um, a set of watercolors, a bunch of little cards that are watercolor paper, I have an eraser, a marker to do outlining with, I have a little rag, a little container of water, um, and a paintbrush and a pencil. Okay, so it's all very compact, and I put it in here. It takes me half an hour. Once God gives me a picture for someone, it takes me about half an hour from start to finish to draw it and then um, put the scripture on it. This was a first attempt when I was at Bethel Church in Reading, um, right after God had called me to begin to pursue prophetic art. This is the kind of thing that I'll do. God showed me this picture for a visitor in our church, and... um, he showed me the, uh, a recipe. You know, there's all bunch of things in a bowl, and uh, and God spoke to me this, these scriptures along with this picture that God knows the recipe for His life, and uh, He's going to work everything together for good. This is a picture I did for a student um, who I didn't know at the time, but was going into uh, television, um, like uh, filmmaking, but uh, it was an adventure. It was the path through uh, through adventure. Uh, another picture that I did for somebody uh, in our church that's doing uh, English as an additional language and it was a heavy burden and God showed me that Jesus was helping them uh, to do it Uh, another one for uh, a man who is very very gifted in in teaching the word uh, but very burdened and so there again Jesus just coming alongside him and helping him a picture of provision for someone um, these are pictures that God gives me as I'm, as I'm pondering them. I, I'm not even deeply in prayer. It's just as, I, as I'm looking at somebody, and you, will, you may have that same experience. You may not just not have recognized it. But once you have the idea that, hey, I could actually do this with, uh, with pictures. Now, you may think, oh my gosh, that's such an amazing artwork. How can, I could never do that. Well, here's my, here's my trick. I, uh, I would have had a very hard time drawing that all without any inspiration. I'm a huge fan of reference photos. And so I have this vast file of electronic reference photos that I, I mean, I look at anywhere. 
and I go, whoa, I want that photo because I'm going to use that one day. I want pictures of hands praying. I want people kneeling. I want When I see pictures of a wave or an eagle or a lion, I have tons of photos of lions. And there are some things that um, I need to have a reference because I want to get it right. I, I want my paintings to be inspiring and not to go, well, that's a nice stick figure, and I guess God was, you know, God can speak through stick figures, hallelujah, and yes, He can. Yeah. But I also believe that He's called us to develop our gift. That's the whole point of that parable, right? Uh, and so we want to aim for excellence. And so, whatever way I can get there and build my skills, I will do that. Um, yeah, pictures for students. We did uh, in my kingdom art class in my in the school here. Uh, my students did uh, a, a prophetic picture for every student in the high school, and that, that's that picture. I did that for my uh, my son Ben, who has long blonde hair and he loves the game. Does anybody know Legend of Zelda? Yeah. Okay. I, I saw that. Yeah. Have you ever that play Zelda? Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't play Zelda, but Ben does. <laughs> yeah. But there's a few changes in it because kind of merged with Pilgrim's Progress. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so these are pictures for person, for people, individuals. Um, picture I did for a guy who is definitely, you know, wasn't walking with the Lord, but had a terrible accident and just God spared him just by inches. And, uh, and God spoke to me um, that I should t- paint this picture for him. Anyway, this is one I did during worship. Now, that, this was an amazing thing because I didn't have it pre-drawn. I hadn't done the sketchy outline, no reference photos. It was just scary. Do it on your own. So it's a lot less detailed, but, you know, you can do it. And Impressionism is my friend. Impressionism is your friend. It does not have to be ultra-detailed and ultra-realistic to be effective. Yeah, this one is, yeah, the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. I like that photo to go with that scripture. <laughs> okay, then there's um, paintings that are for the church, and, and you can distinguish whether something is for the whole church body or not. Uh, sometimes it's for a small group, sometimes it's for a larger group. Um, this was one that God gave me for actually for our Sunday school that God has a plan and a purpose just in short I don't know if you've uh, had a chance to read it it's back there but uh, this is a picture God gave me at Bethel Church in Reading but it was about reminding me how my dad used to let me ride in the front of his saddle when he came home from riding lessons on his huge horse 17 three hands high huge horse in Germany and uh, he'd let me hold the reins and I felt like I was really riding but of course he was holding on to the reins behind me and the horse was tired by this point but God told me you know I have a ride for every one of you and uh, it's an exciting ride but I'm going to be really in charge so it's safe and uh, it's just an adventure that he's inviting us um, to join him with this was a a picture for the church uh, last year a couple of years ago and uh, where God spoke to me through as I was pondering on my prayer walk pondering what about the soils is there a chance that soil can change or are we doomed to forever be rocky soil and God spoke to me and said in an instant in the twinkling of an eye as soon as you put your hand on the shovel to dig up a rock I'm there sowing seed and the fruitfulness begins now you don't have to wait which was tremendously encouraging you know uh, yeah, there's the thing. And then the other picture is, is beside it. It was the follow-up. Anyway, this was one that I did at another conference. 
and um, these ones, I didn't have time to finish it, but this would say prayer and this would say unity. Um, that's come alive, it's back there, uh, over here. And uh, again, it was during a song by Lauren Daigle that I, uh, God spoke this to me. This is a message for the church. We need to know that we have authority in prayer. And when we you know, speak his word, which that, that's what Ezekiel did, um, then we can trust that that word is going to come to pass when it's prayed in faith. Um, prayer, uh, this was a picture for the church that came about again in a prayer time for this church because we've had such a struggle with this expansion that we're trying to do. It's buying land. It's been seven years of struggle back and forth and back and forth. And, uh, and God spoke that he was, he was doing this, putting us on the anvil, putting us in the cold water and back on the anvil, and heating us up and and making us into an overcoming church. And uh, yeah, and there's a few symbols in there that, that speak to that. And this uh, is Jehovah Never Sleeps. It's for, um, uh, it's actually for a fundraiser for someone who struggles tremendously, a child who struggles tremendously with, uh, with all kinds of um, fears and terrors. And, um, and yeah, anyway, so called Jehovah Never Sleeps, so we can. Um, this is one that we did to show the heart of the Father for our students. So this picture actually usually hangs in the hallway. And then we, we can take, this is where I get really excited, because yes, we can do this in the church, but I believe that God has a much bigger plan. When I was in, um, in Reading, God spoke a vision to me of doing a prophetic art um, campaign throughout our city where we actually create prophetic art a team of prophetic artists creates prophetic art of what is God saying to the people of Winnipeg and do it on billboards so that it's big uh, you know a number of years ago there was this really funny billboard campaign where it would say things like don't make me come down there hyphen God um, you know those kinds of things but there's way more that God wants to do and he wants to do it in pictures not just words so outside the church walls, um, when I came back from my, while I was in Reading, I said, Lord, you know, because they were talking about doing, doing pictures for, uh, for government. And I thought, okay, Lord, do you have a word for Prime Minister Harper? And bang, he gave me this picture of an eagle flying with a quill pen in its beak. And the, and the, and the word with it was right, exclamation point, W-R-I-T-E. And, uh, and so I thought, well, our team is going in, a, like in less than a month to Ottawa. We have a team that goes to Ottawa um, to go to the House of Prayer there and pray and pray for the government. Anyway, so I thought they could take it, but I'll never get it done in such a short time. Lord, you've got to give me a really good reference photo. And he did. He gave me a great reference photo. And so I did it in charcoal and uh, really, really fast in the midst of teaching. So and then wrapped it up, wrote a letter to Prime Minister Harper to go with it. Never heard back from him, but I have heard since um, that he has written a book. Mm-hmm. And um, so I don't know whether he even ever got it, but I was so excited that God is, has an interest to use art mm-hmm. to minister to governments. Well, so, yeah. My question is, for your reference photos, are there copyright on any of those reference photos, or is it... There, there's no copyright on them? That's a really good question. Um, so the question is, are, is there copyright on the reference photos? Um, I go online, and anything that's posted online, um, 
the, I've looked up the, the copyright um, laws and what it says is that if you change it significantly then it's okay to use so like because I'm painting it uh, it, it's a completely new medium and so then it's, it's okay you need, you need to make changes um, also I did try like for this one I tried to contact uh, who, the people who, who found this photo, uh, photo because this one we're thinking of putting on a billboard and so then I would definitely want to have uh, okay and approval because it's quite recognizable um, so that's a really good question okay um, alright so next this is one we did for the Humboldt Broncos. Um, just a card. We've sent a card and, and, and pray, been, been praying for them. So I, I wanted to show that we're praying in that uh, representation. That's just done with watercolor. And then God took us. Like, it's just so amazing. I came home from Reading. This was like in 2014. So it's been a few years. Um, I came home from Reading and I went, oh God, I really want to do this billboard campaign. And these people phone. Uh, email me, they emailed me before but I kind of wrote it off like no, I'll never do that and they emailed me again and they said, would you do a billboard for us and I'm going okay God, I guess you're serious about this and, um, and so we went and did this billboard, anyway then I started this kingdom art class in my school and, um, and the first thing, like before it even started, during the summer, these people right next door who were renting uh, the church next door with a ministry to families um, said, hey, would you do the gym wall for us with a mural? And we're like, ah! that's, that's a much bigger project than we ever thought. But uh, God gave that to us. Um, uh, that's, my, that's my son and daughter right there. We rented one of these guys and they painted that background wall for us and then my students went and painted like this was a huge step for them. They'd never painted with acrylics before. Never. And here we're doing life-size portraits of people. Uh, it, was, it was very, very challenging. But it created such an atmosphere of there's people there. Uh, it was a real blessing. Now the building was sold before we ever finished the mural. But, uh, but God planted something. And he showed us that this is actually possible. We could do this. And um, yeah, it was really exciting. Anyway, then uh, we decided to do a big canvas. This is a four foot by five foot canvas for Union Gospel Mission in downtown Winnipeg because they had these ancient calendar photos in there in cheap little gold frames in the, on the walls, like completely uninspiring and dated. And I thought, you guys need something that speaks, you know? And, uh, and so we painted this. I was inspired by somebody else's painting, but changed it hugely. The only thing that's the same is that Jesus is there and he's grabbing a guy, but it's not Simon Peter. It's a current. It's now. It's saving. God is saving people now, not just in the olden days. And we put a huge wave in there so that it wasn't just, uh, you know, a flat scene. Anyway, so this is another way. Uh, I do a lot of um, charcoal pictures, and charcoal is a fantastic medium because it's so fast. Um, so I'm actually currently working. I did this one a number of years ago when my class was doing that particular um, drawing in their sketchbooks. They all have sketchbooks. And, um, and so now I'm doing it again, and it's super fast. Okay. And what I, what I really love to do is equip people to know how to draw that so big and how to get it right. Because there are ways that you can help yourself get it right. It's free drawn. It's not done with, a, with an overhead. Um, 
but it's their ways and that, that's what I really want to be getting into is workshops that equip people to know how to draw and how to do some basic painting so that they can develop the skills because even at university you're pretty much left I'm told to yourself to, to learn to teach yourself and develop your craft um, so hands are, are a phenomenal theme because there's so much that we express with hands um, so I, I'm learning to do that we have an unbelievable opportunity with uh, CFS, uh, Child and Family Services. They have bleak and dreary rooms where the families are supposed to meet for hours on end in their once a week or once a whatever uh, meeting. And, uh, and they have now invited us to come in and do murals on their walls to freshen it up. This is the first one. So it's, that is really, I had never done such a big tree before. I thought, how am I going to do this in a reasonable amount of time? I mean, I only have so much time. And uh, God gave me this idea of taking a little sponge, cutting it into the shape of a leaf, and then just dabbing the, the sponge into the paint, and it was super fast. But all of these things, God is building skill as I'm doing it. I take on something that's way bigger than, than I think I could ever do. And then, bang, he develops my skill as I frantically try to do it. But it's this working in tandem with him and always being over-challenged. It's a huge help. Yeah. Uh, okay. And that is as far as I... Yeah, okay, questions. You have found that the public has started coming to you to ask you to do things? I think that this has... Yeah, has the public come to me um, to do this? It's not been to me personally, but it's been through connections. And, um, and I just keep saying to the Lord, Jesus, bring it to me. Bring it to me. You know how much time I have. If I go out looking for things, this is how God and I work together. I tell him I'm willing, and I say, bring it to me, and then he does. And then I have to be faithful to them do it. Um, and so have I failed? Uh, yes, I have. There have been opportunities I've had that are where I failed and I didn't take them. Uh, but then I repent and I go back and I, you know, try to do better. Um, anyway, so they have come, but I feel like I'm on the cusp. I mean, we hear that a lot. But I feel like I'm on the cusp of breaking out into the community. I have such vision. God is just showing me how much more could be done to represent spiritual truth. You can't take photos of angels. You can't take photos of the Holy Spirit ministering to someone, but you can paint it. And, uh, and if you skillfully paint it, you can speak volumes to people. We could, be, we could be painting, and I like painting large, other than watercolors, which have to typically be done small. I like painting big because I, wanna, I want to impact people, even from a distance when they're walking down the hall, like in the airport. You know, like I'll give them paintings, because it's basically me being allowed to minister. But I need wisdom to know. I need the Holy Spirit to direct what am I going to paint. I'm, I'm, I'm asking God right now for a painting for Brian Pallister. Uh, I want to do one uh, for Andrew Shear. I want to do one for whoever is going to end up getting voted in. Um, so there's, there's so much. And if it's well done, it will be displayed. Right? Stick figures? Mm, maybe not. But if we develop our craft, um, then I believe our pictures will be sought after. Yeah. Andrew, I have pictures of you 
because I know you personally, but I'm interested to know how often have you had to trash a picture? Like, okay, so I did a whole bunch of things. They didn't, my, it was more my printing that I didn't like and more the, the positioning of the scripture, and I didn't like it. So the, the medium I used was acrylic, but the back of it you couldn't reuse. What would, would you just paint it over? I paint just over. start again. I do, in fact. And, and how, do you, how do you keep yourself from being frustrated with not being able to do it? Okay, that's a lot of questions. Okay, so have I ever had to... Okay, just... Um, I definitely have to trash pictures. Um, and I hate to do it, but there, there comes a point when I, I know I'm not going any further with this picture. It's just not working out for me. Um, so, for example, this, this painting right here, it started off as a painting of a boat. And uh, Jason, who shared last night from the PA, uh, I, God spoke to me that morning. He was at our church. I didn't know it, that he was going to be speaking. But God told me, today, I want you to paint up front without anything prepared because I didn't have time. And I'm going, oh my goodness, that's so scary. And I am, I'm truly not good enough to do that. I need a reference photo. I didn't have one. So I'm going, God, what am I going to do? So he said, I want you to paint a boat. Uh, and a, a guy in a boat and Jesus on the water and, uh, and he's beckoning to the guy on the water so I went up front and I start painting and I'm, I was fast I put that you know the sky is easy to do if it's just a blue sky uh, the water is easy to do if it's just basic blue water and the people are going wow she's painting water in the sky how exciting anyway and then I put a boat in there and meanwhile Jason is preaching about how he's had to take a risk and, uh, and he looks over and sees me painting a guy in a boat. And he goes, it's just like, like that. And we were so amazed because God actually spoke to me in the, independently and, uh, and connected. And it was such a ministry to the people that, uh, that I was painting what he was talking about. Like it, I was astounded. I was blessed. They were blessed. The church was blessed. But it was an ugly picture. <laughs> and so, so I painted over it. <laughs> and this, this is... That this is the new painting. And then God convicted me and said, I want you to be a finisher. And so I do tell it right back. I got another canvas. And that is what um, came to this then. Now, it's probably not quite finished yet, and I am really struggling with it, but, um, but that's, that's a little better. I want my paintings to be engaging. I want to have interesting perspectives. Uh, I want to have interesting colors. I want them to be up close rather than far away. So if I were to redo that one, I would do the boat much closer so that you're right in the boat maybe. Um, so I, I want it to be super engaging and not, oh look, there's a little horse and there's somebody on it and there's lots of space around the painting because that's boring. People will not stop to look at it. And I want to be skillful and uh, and deliberate in engaging the viewer so that they will look at it long enough and go, hmm, I wonder what that's about. Somebody was saying, you were saying about your, your daughter saying, what does that have to do with God? Okay, was that, yeah, okay. So I, what I do is I put a write-up with it. I don't leave it to people to guess. Because when I get the picture, God speaks very clearly to me. This is what this is about. And... Um, 
and I want that to be known. I believe that God speaks it to me for the purpose of making it known. Now, is there a place for, for having people do their own interpretations? Absolutely. And they can still look at something and God can still speak something additional or different to them through the picture. But I want to make clear what the, what the imagery is because oftentimes, like if you're looking at this one, the journey, you may not notice that that's Jesus right here. Jesus is standing in the, in, in the city of God. You may not see that there are different paths. There's a dragon right here. Um, and there, there's the, the slew of despond. Right? And there's living water. So there's all kinds of details. There's a backpack um, where he left his burdens. There are all kinds of alternate interesting paths. He's got a Bible in his hand. He's got a sword of the Spirit. So all of those things have meaning. And if you're not interested in the painting, you're not going to stop and look. So I believe that quality is actually something to aim for. Um, do I sit down every day and do you know, scheduled drawing? That's my goal, but I don't do it. The way that I keep building in skill is I say yes to, to scary opportunities. And so I would strongly recommend, if you want to grow in this in yourself, I would say start challenging yourself. Just say, Lord, okay, I'm available. I, I'm going to say yes. And then take some steps. Take, a, take a, you know, a notepad or whatever your medium is that you like using and start taking it to church and just say, okay, Lord, is there somebody that you have a picture for? Um, now, I know, are we done at 1045? Okay, so I want to, I want, I, I want to pray for you, and uh, and if you want to begin to see in pictures, I don't know if you do at this point. Without the Holy Spirit, uh, it's it's difficult to get an, uh, to get an idea and, and have confidence that this is what you want to do. Like I depend utterly on knowing this is what God wants me to do next. Then I love doing it. Then other things can take a sideline. This is what I need to focus on. Um, can you do art without that? You can absolutely do art without that. You can, you can find a scripture and just say, I just want to paint a picture for this scripture. And it's valid and it's wonderful. And the Holy Spirit will bless that. When we use our gift, God rejoices. Right? Especially when we want to honor him with it. So there's absolutely that. But if you want to be cutting edge and hear what God is saying right now for this person or for, for the church or for the prime minister or for Donald Trump or whomever, I don't think there is a place that's too lofty for us to aim for with, uh, with prophetic art. Okay? With art that speaks blessing, that speaks uh, vision, that speaks encouragement, that speaks beauty and hope. Those things, uh, there is no place that's too hot. I'm just going to open the, open the doors. That's my sign. sign. Okay, so I'm just going to pray for us. Yeah. So Father God, in the name of Jesus, I just want to release the ability to see and to hear you in pictures to everyone here. God, I ask it for myself. Father, I ask it for Jan. I ask it for Jocelyn and for Ashley and for Patrick and for Aaron. Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask, Lord, that you would help us to hear you and to see just as Jeremiah did. And hear you say you have seen correctly and then to represent it in the media that you've given us a love for. Father God, we invite you. We want to say yes. We want to say yes to pictures for the people we love.
for the people in our church, for the people on the street, Lord. Father, for the people in the mall, for the people in government, Lord. Father, we ask you to give us pictures and to help us to be faithful in developing our skills, Lord. And we ask that you help us to take art into the community, Lord, and let it be truly the kingdom spreading through art. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.